Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. All by my lonesome yet again, but glad to be here nonetheless. I really hate solo intros. Um, truly despise them, but something that I don't despise is Apple Podcasts ratings or reviews. So if you are a returning listener of the podcast, I would love for you to leave the podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps the show out. Give Intoxicated a follow on Instagram and on the good old TikTok. I haven't quite hit 100 followers yet, so that's kind of a struggle. But get on over to TikTok and follow Intoxicated. Of course, check out the YouTube channel where I do post full-length video episodes the weekend of every release. Remember, you can send in your questions, stories, rants, comments, really anything by leaving a voicemail or filling out the TalkLine anonymous form. And lastly, of course, make sure to tell your friends about the podcast. Spread the word near and far. Sharing is caring. I'm seeing really good bumps and downloads lately, so that's very good to see. But continue to spread the love and tell your friends about the podcast. Um, This week's episode, I'm very excited about. This was such a great one. Oh, my gosh. This week's guest is third time returning podcast guest, first time solo guest, a very good friend of mine and a very awesome comedian, Claire Belford returns for a solo episode. And what an episode it was. I always say with the group episodes or the pairing episodes, it's just a different vibe. Like solo episodes are a whole other level of getting to know somebody. And so I just adored this chat with Claire. She is somebody I look up to in comedy and just such a great friend and person on this earth. So before I get to that episode, I do need to remind you to download and stream her comedy album, The Entire Cabbage. Please see if you can do that on Apple Music because that is the best place to do it for comedians. Also, at the end of this episode, Claire does mention a great way to support comedians is to get a SiriusXM subscription. So if you are somebody who is looking to support comedians, consider doing that. That's a really great thing to fucking do. But please check out the entire cabbage. It is so funny. Claire is so funny. This episode was wild. I mean, we got into a lot of stuff. We did talk some comedy off the top. We got into female friendships and eating habits and radical self-acceptance and body hair. I mean, it just, it went everywhere and I absolutely had so much fun. You can also follow Claire on Instagram. That is at Clareball, the best Instagram handle ever. Also, a quick heads up, there's some weird static pops throughout this episode. I have no idea 
how it's happening. I don't hear it while recording. So I'm looking into that. I might need new cords. I do apologize. Doing my best. That's about it for me. And I will talk to you guys next Friday. Please enjoy this awesome episode with the lovely and the hilarious Claire Belfort. Like they live in the suburbs, you said, or like near? Yeah, Lowell. So it's this like town, like 20 minutes outside of Boston. So when I went to Boston, I was extremely disappointed at the lack of the accent. I didn't hear it. I was really? I was so excited to hear it. <laughs> it's the best accent. And I didn't hear it anywhere. I'm like, maybe it's in the suburbs. Do your cousins have? Yes. Oh, okay. Fuck come, yeah. Come to the car. We're yeah, going, that's what I we're, wanted. We're going yeah. to the bar. So, okay, funny story before we get into Claire's episode. Uh, when I was <laughs> in uh, Portland with Clifton, I was staying in this hotel room, and the shower, I just, I could not figure out the shower. I wanted to have like a, like a shower before going to bed, uh, wash my hair and all of that. And truly was Googling, oh, I saw your stories about this. Googling how to use it was so confused. And I stupidly had to call the front desk to be like, how do you use your shower? <laughs> and they, it was the funniest thing because they were like, um, just one moment, please. And then you could hear them just go, 407 they need help with the shower head uh, <laughs> like like like, like they sh- could have just yelled this idiot needs help with the shower yeah head. yeah but yeah the guy they sent up had the best boston accent and he was just like cracking jokes with me he's like so you broke the shower did you and like, <laughs> like, like i just i that love it that sounded like a it. cockney british accent <laughs> <laughs> I fucking suck at accents. Yeah, that's really funny. So when, when I was in Boston with Heather, we were we kept trying to do the accent and we kept failing. And yeah. so as a joke, we we just kept we just were like doing it as badly as possible and just being like, I'm from Boston. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I think it's just yeah the uh, car yeah bar cafe. We're going to the I car. Gave I gave up already. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're just more piratey. Mm. I think then because I've been told that like like Nova Scotians have accents. Oh, of course you do. You'd have you had to be told that. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like, kind but of. you must go to areas of no because you don't have a very thick Nova Scotia accent. I mean, you oh, definitely hear it in okay. your voice, but you it's must tech. you must go to like Cape Breton or something oh, near them. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, the, yeah. You it's can all, tell Cape it's Breton. all shades of that. Like you shades. are like. You're just a real light shade of that. I'm a light shade with, of the Nova Scotian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the O's, hosts. Yeah, you're Townie. I, I say hosts. People, apparently I'm saying hosts wrong. Are you trying to say hose or house? Hose. Uh, <laughs> I can't I afford, don't hey, know. Claire, I can't afford a house. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or a hose. It's a real, yeah, it's a real tough hosing market. Uh, hosing. <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. Anyways. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, oh, my goodness gracious. This is awesome. Uh, I'm so excited to be here with a returning guest. Third <laughs> yeah. time. Third time official. Fourth time unofficial, I guess. You were on the. Yeah. You were behind the scenes. On I've the, been all over this podcast. But it's great because <laughs> this is your first solo episode. And like I told you, solo's whole other thing. Yeah. When you're on with somebody. It's it's you're you're not the focus. The pair is the focus. True. So it's all on you this time, baby. Yes. Uh, I'm so excited to have one of the funniest comedians in Canada. Dare I say the world? Uh, one of my favorite people, comedian Claire Balfour. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. That was that. Those are really nice. Uh, opinions. I hype you up to everybody. Oh my god! Thank I, you. I really, really do. I'm so happy that you're in Halifax now. <laughs> Me too. I hope you never leave us, <laughs> or at least wait a couple of years before you leave us. Because I understand, you know, people this have is, to move around. Yeah, there's, but yeah, there's a world beyond Halifax. Unfortunately, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Sometimes I forget that. Yeah. When you're like so caught up in like your stupid oh, yeah. problems and then you're like, oh, like there's much bigger cities oh, out there. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's crazy how quickly it can happen. Right. But yeah. you've been, so you have roots kind of everywhere. I have roots in uh, Edmonton and uh, Toronto. Toronto mostly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, gotcha. and I guess you could say PEI now. Yeah. I was there for a year. I'd say so. Yeah, that's true. That's mm. true. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and you're now in Halifax. I'm like a weed. How are you finding <laughs> it here now, living in this city? I uh, am enjoying it, um, especially uh, after PEI. Yeah, I didn't. It. I had a real hard time there. It was. Uh, it was. I mean, for a few reasons. It's not to shit talk PEI entirely, mm -hmm. but um, it was definitely just. At the time, we couldn't leave the island, so it was very. I like couldn't. I couldn't possibly see friends or family if I wanted. Yeah, kind of felt like jail, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a big beautiful jail, big um, beautiful big, yeah. jail <laughs> with a lot of potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like, it's just uh, it's it was a little bit lonely, and it, it I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, not a good introduction to a province uh, under the circumstances of which you lived there. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't move anywhere in a pandemic. It's uh nowhere is nowhere. It's like, it's like how everyone says, like people always say like, oh, you got to see it in the summer. It's like, well, everywhere is good in the summer. Yeah. But like, don't move in a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere is good in a pandemic. That's so crazy to me that you did that. Like, I mean, that's still oh, yeah. such a, like what a marker of your life, like to go through this crazy, like global thing, but then also personally have this big change. Yeah. Like, wows. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, a couple of years. Like, <laughs> it's been insane. I know. What the fuck? Yeah. Do you remember when things were chill? Oh God. Do you remember when I things don't... were chill <laughs> and not supercharged with weirdness? You know, though, like, I was just thinking about this today, how when COVID hit, there was a part of me that was like relieved. Yes. Because it was just like, I was so tired at that point. Like, yes. like, I, like I remember like, I mean, and at the, at, at that, like, sp that was like specific week. Um, I was like already feeling really anxious about the pandemic and I didn't know what the future was going to look like and how we were going to handle it. And was everyone just going to get sick and what, you know, um, so much unknown. And I still had like shows booked and shit that I was like wondering if I should go to. And, um, yeah. 
and I was so tired working full time. Like it was just like every night that week I was getting home exhausted from work and like having the show coming up that I was too tired to go to. And also like wondering if I should even go with the pan anyway. So like, right. I just, when it was like, finally, like the whole world was like, okay, it's a global pandemic. I was, and we're, we're, we're all not, shut down. Yeah. We're not going to do anything for a minute. And I was like, and no one's going to do anything. Yeah. I was, it's like, do you ever hope like you're going to get food poisoning just yes. so you can get out of work? Like yes. that's how it kind of felt. I was like, I know like this isn't, but it's it, it, helping me right now. The world went, we all need a fucking break and especially workaholics need a break. Like it, it gave us this. And I do think now, I think having gone through the pandemic and having all these people now have rested, mm -hmm. they know what rest is like. Mm -hmm. And maybe now balance is more of a thing. And I'm one of those in people, everyone's life now. 100%, yeah. Because like you got a taste of it, you know? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I thrived doing nothing at all. I I'm, think I did too looking uh, back. I'm so good at just putzing. Like I just love, yes. I just, I'll just waste a day just like shuffling around and rearranging things. Like just like yeah. touching things, like wiping something. Tackle a bookshelf. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Oh my God. You know, like clean out a closet. Yeah. Uh, and then. Oh, I love that shit. I do. I, <laughs> I honestly, yeah. I've been thinking also a lot about it. 2020. Cause now memories are coming up. Like from two oh, years yeah, ago, like social media memories. You mean, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I keep seeing like like these Zoom calls with like 15 people on a Zoom call, 15 comics. Like we would do regular Zoom calls, and I still think it was the most connected to people I ever felt in a, such a fucking strange way because I was locked in my house. Yeah, but yet I felt more connected to people than I think I ever have in my life. Yeah, it was just so strange. It really made you realize how easy it is to connect yeah yeah and we don't do it anymore because we're sick of it uh, yeah yeah we're sick of zooms you know like i well i think it's also i mean i don't know I, it would be in, i would i'm interested in this subject like now yeah. that we're on it like i i i would assume that there's a certain level that's just like uh, if you don't connect you're safe like yeah like you're <laughs> You're starting to sound that you're starting to hear this. Yes, <laughs> my <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, like in my thoughts. Oh, no, I love this. No, this is great. But, Intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like if you if if you don't make the effort to like connect with people, even though you might really miss them or something. I don't know. There's just like, there's no vulnerability. You're like the vulnerability never even enters the equation. Right. So it's like, that is what I think is very tiring for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's very tiring to feel vulnerable. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if you just instead don't do that and watch a show or something, Mm -hmm. what there's a lot of risks did you take a lot of self-soothing yeah yeah i think i yeah i think i think like grown adults have now learned how to self-soothe <laughs> oh god yeah like like because of of this whole thing with the fucking rest thing like i i still haven't had covid i welcome it <laughs> you know if i get it i'll just be like you know what Cancel That's everything I had so that week, funny. and you I will be able to clean my apartment. I will be able to finally watch some shows. Like I truly don't have a lot of free time, mm -hmm. so like I I feel like some some of us have to be forced to 
stay yeah. inside to fucking relax and stop. Do you get and vacation time with work? I do, but they're never vacations for okay. me. I'll be like, oh, I'll take a week off and podcast a bunch. Like, like they're never really vacations. Oh. No. Do you think it's possible that you could make the effort to schedule that in? I'm going to try my best. I think you can do it. I think <laughs> I'm you're gonna very try my capable. Be- I'm going to try my best. It is becoming like higher and higher up on my priority list. Good. Like relaxation, joy, um, not working. Uh, and comedy is working to me, even though I'm still new. It's true. It, it is. is still working. I know. I, it took me eight years to wrap my head around that, <laughs> but it's work. <laughs> and it really, it, but you, you see people and some people it really isn't. Some people, they're just truly having fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. I was there when I first started. I would say like my first year even mm-hmm. maybe was it was fun and exciting um and now it's like ugh, i gotta get better well, I think it, <laughs> you yeah. know i gotta improve i gotta write more it's and, true that's uh, just yeah i mean it can be both work and be fun, fun. and exciting yeah but there's that's also i think that's uh very true like as you move up and stand up every step like every level is harder than the last one, right? Like yes. every level is harder to just exist in than the last one. That is so true. It's like a weird fucked up video game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's probably, I don't know, actually, I've never done anything else, but it's probably the same in like any field. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, but I think the unique thing about stand up is that you don't have a boss. You're your That's own boss. That's the fucking best. And you don't have a team. You don't have anyone to like, be accountable to no it's actually you know as i say those things out loud i was saying them like this fucking rules but it's actually that actually those actually suck those things like (laughs) (laughs) i think i should be an improviser (laughs) but like but but like like i okay so like you're someone how how long you been doing stand-up Eight years, I think. And in April. April's my anniversary month. And everybody, please. So it's either eight or nine years. Now, stop what you're doing and, and download Clara's album, The Entire Cabbage, because it's phenomenal. Oh, God. Um, the album art is. And definitely. your phenomenal <laughs> comic. Everyone says this. I've never heard a bad word said about you. Um, you're someone like I look up to a lot in terms of like your comfortability on stage and like how you how you come off on stage is like I'm. I'm such an uptight like person that when I see you, I'm just like, oh my God, I wish I was as chill as Claire. It's a like, learned thing. Like you're so chill up there. Thank you. I would love to take this sound bite and take it to like the club owner at Edmonton. Like, Please do. Two hey, year, club. Two, like two, when I was two years in, you know, cause I wasn't, like, oh. I was getting the feedback that, like, what do you do? Like, why are you so stiff up there? Like, like you know, it's all I'm saying is it's it's something I've had to work at really hard because it wasn't something that came natural to me. But that's actually it's a, comforting. It's it's that's it. I'm hoping it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, but it is a that is feedback I've gotten a lot lately from people as how comfortable I come off on stage. And it's like it's filling me up like it's oh, like it makes me feel so, good. I'm like that is something I've wanted for so long. Good. It really shows. And. Um, you're a comedian and I think all this can be said about a lot of the comics in Halifax that have been doing it as long as you have or longer. Like, like I trust you. Like if I were to like put you on a show, like I trust that you would 
do well. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 officially a like you can do it all. Like that's kind of how Thank I you. see like any type of crowd. Whether Fuck. that's Thank I've you. never seen you at like a corporate gig or anything, but I'm assuming like you get a lot of those. Um, so like I feel like you would be good like in an open mic or like you know a festival show. Like well rounded is what comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot too. That's always that's something that I always. Uh, prioritized or, or thought of as important was that ability to adapt. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be to reach a lot of different kinds of people. Yeah, I've always wanted to like be able to yeah connect or for for audiences of all different kinds to be able to connect to me. And you do, you do that so well. I'm so that's so nice to hear. You, you, <laughs> Thank you. And uh, but like, okay, so I need to ask you as like we're now friends. I, I hope we're friends. We're friends. This is Whitney Cummings podcast. Are we friends? <laughs> um, but like you are eight years. You know, I'm coming on two, but like that's including lockdown, so not really two. Mm. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, are you someone who likes when newer comics ask you for advice or? They're like, Claire, what do I do with this joke? Like, like, do you welcome that? Because like, I'm friends with so many pros. Mm-hmm. And as a newbie, I'm just like, I just went like, can I just pay them for an hour of their time? Like, like yeah. I, I almost want to pay you guys like a consultation fee <laughs> to like talk to you about comedy. Because really, like as a comedian, your night classes or your education is watching the pros, watching people do their thing and observing what they do and trying to do something similar or, you know, in your own yeah. voice, obviously. But like, are you someone who welcomes that or do you I find it weird? Welcome it. Okay, sweet. I, I, um, it feels kind of new to me or I think, I mean, I think I've never, what's new to me maybe is that I actually am in a good place and I like value my wisdom and I, uh, like, but there's a lot of time that I spent thinking that I oh, really? wasn't worthy of being asked things like that. Yeah. But I, yeah, lately I'm like, I'm very excited to be asked, very happy to help if I can. And it's blowing my mind. Cause like you're, you're joking, but like somebody did actually like, uh, sit down and I down to ask us some questions. Like, I mean, with our consent, really <laughs> nice. Like, she sat us down to ask us some questions about it, and uh, and then she did insist on paying us, which was very kind. But I don't. I would happily answer anyone's questions. But um, uh, it blew my mind the questions she asked and like the information she was gaining from uh, sources that she trusted. Yeah. And it it uh, like thinking about it now, I'm like, I can't believe that I never did that. Like, I just floundered like and there's some things that what I wish I had asked people about was like how do you make a living at this like how do you fucking do your taxes like how the do businessy you, what, side yeah yeah things. and <clears throat> I didn't know who to ask about that I guess but yeah when I hear people ask me those questions now I'm like you are gonna be fine <laughs> yeah well <laughs> no, it's a good thing to ask questions and I'm happy to answer and you want to know what like the younger generation is smart these youngins yeah like brad and i bonded over being older (laughs) and just starting comedy like he started 33 i i actually i said 34 on the podcast but i was also 33 when i started i think that's a you have the same birth chart (laughs) (laughs) the same comedy birth chart but it is strange being older than 
old, being older than people who've been doing it longer than you. So like you're oh, you're yeah. you're older in terms of age, but like way younger in terms of like comedic yeah talent. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 a bizarre it's a bizarre thing. But the younger generation is they just want to ask. Like they're just go getters. Mm-hmm. I mean. I didn't know growing up you could just ask for money through a GoFundMe. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think there's something. Yeah, that's it's. I don't. I think like there's something in just having come from like an era before uh, this sort of level of technology when you just like yeah. you were very disconnected from other people and you really did just kind of like figure things out on your own and it was easier to just kind of like. I don't know, uh, vamp your way through. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it is now too. I don't know. Never mind. Cut, cut all of this. Who this knows? Is- I mean, <laughs> I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing, but confidence is, uh, a strange thing. And it's always interesting to me seeing like new comics pop up who have no connection to the scene at all. And like, they're just, right. they're just doing it out of the pure joy of doing it. Yeah. And, but I'm like, like how did you get here? How I'm from like, find this. I'm from like Andrew Vaughn school of comedy. Like go talk to the com- comics afterward. You got to sit at the mm-hmm. comics table. You got to talk to them. You got to like stay. You can't leave an open mic. If you're on an open mic, you stay for the whole show and you watch that person closing it out. Like, 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 right. like, like that's just my, I come from that. Right. Well, traditional, I guess, approach. Whereas I think like, I think some of these newbies are like, I'm going home to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Self-care. Yeah. I think that there's a balance to find somewhere in the middle. Like I think, and I think that's a good example of why it's important to ask questions to Mm. a variety Mm. of people, because like, I think that advice is all very good and true, but it's like, that's my one reservation with being asked for advice in comedy. And it's the, it's just that like, there's no one way to do this. Like you can, you're just getting opinions. That's right. But people present it and a lot of new people take it as fact or as like Bible, like rules, rules. And it's just, yeah, that's very true. I see it happening to, uh, to like, I, I, I feel like I was really lucky because I had my brother, my older brother was a stand-up comedian. He was somebody that like actually had my best interests at heart and I trusted. And so Scott Belford, shout out Scott. Shout out Scott Belford. So I, uh, I would see other comics getting advice from because there's so many lunatics in comedy. Just seeing <laughs> other there new is. comics getting advice, crazy advice from yeah. absolute lunatics, or just like super polarized advice. Like, and yeah. it's and it, it, they would take it like, oh, okay, yeah, I like it. Well, you've been doing this a long time, and you know, so, but yeah, I always just say it's just about like being comfortable on stage when you're first starting. Mm. Like, I, I, the one thing I tell all newbies, and I will tell them. Like, don't focus on perfection. Just do the thing. Mm-hmm. You 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 did an insane thing. Mm-hmm. So so be be stoked that you did it. Focus on uh, I would say like getting comfortable on stage. Uh, and yeah, the joke writing will come. I mean, obviously strive to write jokes. Yeah. But uh, I do I do I think maybe this is also coming from me just being very intimidated right. by these newbies and how fast they write. I'm not a fast writer. Yeah. Well, you admittedly, I'm not busy. Yeah. So, but I get, I get, I do get very intimidated by 
just these newbies who are like, okay, it's my second show. So this is the set, new set I'm going to do. Well, and, and I'm like, I just go, what? Yeah. What? That's misguided. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I've rarely seen that happen. And then it's like an awesome seven minutes. <laughs> right. Like, oh. I got in this argument with someone. I can't even remember the like who the argument was with, but I remember, I'm remembering the basis of it was that <clears throat> somebody, oh, it was like at Heather's in my show in Toronto. It was, we just ran this like weekly pro-am basically. So it'd be like a lot of comics would come uh, with new stuff. Like pros would come with new stuff or like it would be a good spot for like new comics to try out stuff or, or to like, you know, college, spot. college, college, College Comedy street. on college. I knew it. I knew, I remember. Yeah. I had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this woman came over. I almost feel like Heather and I might have talked about this when we did our joint podcast. But I, uh, <laughs> this woman came over afterwards and wanted to sit with us. And some there had been a comic on the show who's like one of Canada's best, probably just an absolute pro. I don't remember who it was, but they had their notebook with them because they were trying out new stuff. And this person came over and wanted to sit with us and wanted to ask us questions. Uh, and they asked, why would he uh, read off the notebook like that? Um, and they're like, we're like, oh, well, he's like kind of, he's just like a good comic. Like he, he, this is just an opportunity for him to try some new ideas. And then they were like, well, I would, if it was me, I would just, I would come with the joke finished. And I remember Heather being like, but the joke is never finished. Like you you never write something down. And then the joke is as good as it's ever going to be. Like. It goes to revolutions. <clears throat> yeah. Constantly. Yeah. I don't know why that. No, that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for bringing up the notebook thing. Because that is my, I mean, besides joke writing, my other biggest insecurity about currently where I'm at, where I still need the fucking notes. And I, I hate that about myself because really like, realistically, I probably have 10 minutes that I have memorized, but I actually feel like I don't have it memorized. Mm. Um, because my memory is just true garbage. Mm-hmm. True, and 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 my friend Deidre was like, "Well, Sarah, you're not sleeping. Like, there's a lot of reasons why your memory is probably shut. Like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, like burnout uh, does that to your memory. But I get very insecure when I have to like bring notes up, and I fucking hate that. It, it's actually like a, a big time goal of mine to just like go up and do a set without a notebook, because." realistically if i've been doing a joke for two years i shouldn't need the fucking notebook you know yeah. at this point i i think that's a very reasonable goal yeah it's tough i mean I You're, up, you, i've never seen you bring notes up that's uh interesting i feel like i, I don't think i, I, I mean like i bring I, I bring set lists up a lot right um, that's different right it is different okay i i do bring notes up from time to time with it with like absolute brand new stuff but if i'm bringing notes on stage for me honestly it's like indicative that i'm unprepared like i i yeah. didn't i didn't like yeah. properly prepare for the show and i'm not yeah. like no no you're right but you're uh, right and it's like i was in a bad habit lately of <clears throat> bringing notes on stage and like really leaning on them like i was really checking my set list constantly yeah and i just one day was like i'm not going to bring a set list on Uh, I'll have one in my phone if I absolutely need to get it, but I'm not going to just have it there. Uh, And I feel like that was, I did that like a month ago and I feel like all my sets have been way better since then. Any tips for memorizing your jokes, but not coming off rehearsed, scripted or stiff or like, yeah, 
Do you know what I mean? Because that's um, that's my thing. I think the best advice for that solves that like is really helpful for a lot of different facets of comedy is are you listening to your sets? You got to listen to your sets. You got to record just the audio mm-hmm, and listen mm-hmm, to your sets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's so much you're going to gain from that. I will ding the bell. Listen ding to your that, sets. Ding that bell. I'm bad at that, especially the bad ones. I'm bad at, I don't want to relive it. Of course. Right? But course. you got to, you, you but, but you gotta. the thing is like, you got to look at it like this. Like you'll listen to it. It'll be bad, but then your next set will be better because you're more prepared. So when you listen, do you, you, you make note of things? Absolutely make note of things. Um, I definitely like, or you just hear how unnatural a phrasing might sound or something. Ah. You're like, I would, I don't, I would, I don't talk that way. You hear your, when you hear yourself talk ah. in a way that like, isn't how you talk, you, you pick it out really quickly. Right. You know? Cause you're viewing yourself as a third party person. Not, yeah. You're not in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Or it. just, and especially just, if you're just writing it on the page, like it's so hard to hear yourself. Um, yeah. So that's my best advice. If you can, uh, like say your sets out loud to yourself, yeah, which is idea. something that I, mm-hmm. that was impossible for me for years. I just, I don't know. It made me like want to crawl up inside my own body and die. Well, like, cause you, you run so the risk of like, while you're practicing stumbling and then you get in this bad mental headspace of, oh, fuck, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to fuck it up. Um, cause I, I did that. What, when I first started, I would rehearse like crazy and yeah, I was better at memorizing back then that I am now right where I'm like, what am I doing tonight? Like on the way to the mic in the, in the cab. Yeah. You know I did what that I mean? for a like, long time. Yeah. <sighs> my, the balance uh, is tough. my, one of my, like before I was signed with comedy records, I, they asked me to come and do a taping they were doing. Um, and I was literally like, I hadn't done a set in like a week or something. And I was on the streetcar, like being like, okay, what am I going to do? And it was, right? I was like, I was being like recorded it was like a huge career opportunity. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> there's yeah. <laughs> Peaks and valleys, you know, like <laughs> cuz it's it's like it's pretty unsustainable to do all the right things all the time, you know? But like if you do them, if you do them as long as you can, uh it's still upward. <laughs> it's, 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 it's still it's, moving upwards even if you like do your best for a while and then you kind of like you eat shit for a while or you just like really let things slide you but you know over time over time it'll work yeah you gotta prioritize it just give it eight years and then Uh, yeah and then you'll finally be comfortable on stage no but i (laughs) it's a long haul art and i think a lot of people don't realize yeah of a haul it is because they're like you do comedy like like I can't wait to go see it's just like I'm still working on this shit mm. like I am not like like yeah it's yeesh, yeesh. Mm. Still I'm so envious pro- that you haven't progress. had any family come see you I had my family came to so much shit so early on and it was like it was brutal I mean I there's we'll talk after this but there is a show coming up in May that like they probably could come to see <laughs> But like, I don't want them to, but I also might be backing out of that gig. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> More on that. More on that later. After I, this. So what What I say is like, we're kind of in this, this era of like encouragement and positivity. But I always say like, I am confident in my ability, but not in my material right now. So that's, I have no doubt in that I could do things. I just don't like the jokes mm-hmm. and I, and I don't like the variety of jokes I have. Right. And I would rather be in a better place with that 
before I do high pressure gigs Mm -hmm. at less than two years in. Yeah. No, I, (laughs) that, that happened to me a lot. Yeah. I do think, I do think taking, I mean, I don't know, but I, I think sometimes taking opportunities you're not ready for could be a hindrance. It could, it could help you too. Uh, but it could also yeah. be a hindrance. It's 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 Don't definitely know. possible. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah, it could go either way. It could go either way. That's just it. But we're gonna. I've already taken so much of your time talking comedy. Um, but we're gonna get into who Claire is. Who's Claire? Who's who? Who's Claire? Claire. Wait. Oh, we should play your your music. My music. You remember the Dan on the Dan episode? You came on for like two seconds. I I put in like a Claire intermission music. Oh, <laughs> I I that's funny. I'll have to play. I'll have to play that now. We're getting into who Clara Belford is. All right, so I know you pretty well at this point, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's always things you can learn about people. Um, we're gonna get into the first segment, the assumption segment. Amazing. Bang, bang, bang. Okay, so I have a couple. Some of these might be stupid. You you know how I suck at this segment. I think you're, I've always, it's on record how many times I've said I think you're good at this. And I told you in, in chat that these are probably just going to come off as like compliments and it's true because <laughs> I really don't have any, any bad things to say about you. Number one is that, well, okay, I see you as someone who I would call a natural beauty. Oh my god. You're not someone who wears a shit ton of makeup or, you know what I mean? Like you're just, stunning on your own um so you're low maintenance you don't need a lot of get ready time in the morning is that true i that's not a bad thing by the way i know i i uh i i mean i think i (laughs) i I don't i don't know i would you move to new new uh pi in a suitcase or one bag well so dan loves to exaggerate that i had two suitcases i brought quite a bit of stuff Dan makes it sound Two like small I ones. yeah. Dan, Dan makes it sound like I had like a stick and a bindle. That's, like, it, that's, <laughs> it, that's exactly what I picture. Yeah, no, oh I God. had two suitcases and a backpack. I, uh, I I I don't take a lot of time necessarily, like on um, makeup or on my hair or anything. No, but it's I'm very inconsistent because oh. sometimes. Like I don't have a routine. So sometimes that can mean like I'm out the door in no time at all. And sometimes that means I'm just like, I'm having a full on meltdown, spinning my wheels, can't decide. Everything looks awful. I oh. want to just quit whatever I'm, you know? Um, oh, and wow. so I'll take like, oh, like I'll take so long to like pick a shirt or something or like everything it looks, every, all of a sudden everything feels like it looks awful. You yes, know? I and hate I'm that. Sure, yeah, I'm sure that's like a, a, something that people identify with. Well, especially but. when you're a performer. Because you're not just, you're not just dressing for you. You're dressing for how you look yeah, on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a funny thing that I thought of about you, this isn't an assumption or anything, this is just a super fucking weird compliment to give you. <laughs> just like what I told Jordan Foisey that he sounds like a cartoon dog. Um, I love, okay, this is, so weird <laughs> I, I feel so bad for saying this okay like I've been trying to dress more comfortable on stage and like just in life because all the pros I look up to like Whitney Cummings like sh- 
like wearing pants and a t-shirt like on stage like she told me after when i met her just be comfortable mm-hmm. um i love how you wear jeans you are a good jean wearer. I lo- Jeans look awesome on you. Oh, thank you. Like you have that chill, casual, cool girl look that like girls like me are trying to get, but I would have to spend two hours to get there. Whereas I feel like with you, and so this is where perception comes in. I always feel like you come off effortless and well, that's what I want. That's, that's, cool. that's the look I'm going for. Yeah, I guess. Good. So, yeah, like, and Twerking. sometimes, sometimes it is effortless. And then, and then, <laughs> I've <laughs> some like I'll like sometimes it'll be like I'll just wear like an, something I haven't worn in five years. It's sitting in the back of my closet or whatever, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I never used to. I, like, like I'll build myself up. Like wow, you really you just put this on. Like you've had that back there for so long. <laughs> You never, you never had the confidence. You never, and now you just put it on. It looks great. And it, wow, you can really do anything. And then some days I'm like, like, where's that shirt? I haven't worn in five years. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm it's not explaining this well, but, uh, it's a, I appreciate the compliment a lot. I'm glad that that's how it's coming off. <laughs> I, I, I just love it because, because I, I have this fear of like looking like I'm trying too hard. Mm. A, a style is just, I'm 35 and I still haven't figured out style or like look and feel you know absolutely i think uh toronto really helped me style wise oh i feel like there's a real like uh city aesthetic that's like just like very comfort and function based yes and that's always been i've always been even before toronto like my favorite fucking thing in the world is if i'm dressed just right for the weather yes like i'm like i've layered Uh, properly or something or and like mm -hmm. like i remember one time in high school i was walking with uh, like some friends or something and my friends were dressed not as well for the weather and we walked by this old couple and they both like looked at me like like they had so much more respect for me than they did for my friends and that really stuck with me i was like i want the respect of old people right (laughs) well because like there's nothing i yeah i whenever i see like young girls downtown at like 3 a.m in the cold without tights or pants or jackets i'm like what are you doing no i know i i I, like it's like all the power to you in if that's what you want to do, you look great. Good for you. I mean, you look cold, but you look good. Yeah. Because I think a lot of that is like just a self-care thing. Like if you're pro- yeah. if, if you're prioritizing function over like, oh my God, the amount of tight dresses that I've squeezed myself into and been un- uncomfortable all night just thinking that that's what looks good. But you know what looks good? When you're comfortable and you're breathing. Mm-hmm. I think you do that's comfort great. Good. Like I, I when you came... We were both at Yucky Yucks to watch that show. Who was Peter Anthony? Peter Anthony. I remember this. Uh, yeah, you were just in a hoodie, and I was like, "Sarah, you look fantastic in that hoodie." And honestly, thank you for saying that because, <laughs> yeah, that's a departure for me. <laughs> yeah, I know it, it stuck comfort, out to me. Comfort is a departure. a departure for me. It truly is. Hoodies are like an at-home thing for me normally, or like. You know, like like usually when I go out to places, I I try to dress up more, but oh, I don't know, man. It's a fucking struggle. Do you have a favorite? Like, uh, oh, actually, we're gonna get to more assumptions. First. Oh, sure. Um, so low low maintenance, so kind of true, I guess. Yeah, no, kind I'd say true. like I mean, it it in in some con- in some definite by some definite. Oh boy, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> low maintenance. Here I go. Uh, um, 
<laughs> by some definitions, I you could say yes, yeah, low maintenance. But I but just because of those like incidences where I'm so far when yeah. I'm so high maintenance, like I just feel like it really it messes with the out. average. Yeah. Do you think men get like that? I think I really don't think they do. I think a little bit. I think a little bit. I just I don't I don't think that I think they um internalize it more. I don't think that they express it even to themselves. Mm. <laughs> We're more emotionally intelligent is what Claire's saying. Yeah. Um <laughs> this other assumption I have. Okay, so like uh I kind of know some of your relationship history. Um have you classically been the one who dumps yeah. the person yeah you're the dumper that was an assumption i had i'm the dumper yeah which is i think a compliment maybe <laughs> i uh i mean <laughs> good luck dan no i'm just joking <laughs> i'm just joking just joking i love you i love you guys <laughs> my two most serious relationships uh, I was the dumper and they, my, one of my exes put it, I've heard it through like the grapevine, like the way that somebody had asked him like what happened with you guys. And he put it so beautifully. He was like, nothing was wrong, but it wasn't right. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, and it took him some time away from the relationship, I think to realize that. But I, when I heard somebody tell me that I was like, that's exactly what it was like. And Part of that is because I was not in a good place. Like I had a lot of work to do to be able to be comfortable in a relationship. Oh yes. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, and like, not a lot of people realize that. Yeah. It's easy to stay in something for comfort and then not do that self work. Cause self work ain't fun. Yeah. People. Yeah. Uh, well, and I was just so, I mean like, with the one relationship, well, with both of them, I think they would have ended at some point or another, regardless of how well I was mentally. But mm. the one in particular, I was a mess <laughs> at the time. Oh. And uh, I had no idea what was going on with me. And I was, yeah. Um, and he really resisted, like, it ending but it, it was hard because I could see that it was bad for him too. Right, right, um, right, right, right. And I, and I, I, it's so comforting to know that he did eventually come to that realization as well. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of, I've like been working on it for a long time now. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing as like improving in comedy. It's, it's, you know, it's a little bit. And and then a plateau, and then a little bit, and then a plateau. But that's right. Yeah, it's not easy. I'm like, I my <laughs> my therapist said to me one day that she's like, I think you're ready for love. <laughs> <laughs> you pass the test. <laughs> but like that is a thing that is very hard to do to step back and go. Like I have the opportunity to be with somebody and I'm choosing not to, yeah, to heal myself and like get to know myself better. And so that the next relationship you're in, you're the best you you could be yeah. for that other person. That's fucking hard to do. Yeah. And arguably, like 
Another aspect of it too, I think with, and I mean, I'm making a generalization here, but with men in particular, I find that they are not necessarily that forthcoming with their, how they actually feel about Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a, a male tendency is often to be like, it's fine. It's fine. Like I'm fine. Yeah. And they're not actually looking at if they're fine and, or if they realize they're not, they're not going to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, like men are just like, they, they just, it's such a, a big deal. I think a lot of the time for men to open up to someone. Yes. And they're like, once they do it, they're like, I'm holding on to this for like what, like whatever it takes. Like I'm not ready to have to do this again. So. Right. Cause it takes so much for them to get there. Yeah. So then once they're there, they're like, I'm here for good. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure a lot of women yeah. are like that too, actually. My phone. Oh, it's Ian Black. What's I was going to say, is, is it Casey Corbin? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did something bad happen? No, Ian just said there uh, had a couple drop outs tonight in case you went on a last minute spot. Oh, you could. What you could do is go up early at Sunday Sillies and then come for the draw at Foggy. I could just put your name in for you or something. Um, that would be amazing. I just, oh my God, the fucking basement of the shoe stage just makes me shake in my boots. It's a tough I'm one. I'm never really like. And Sunday is tough. But Sunday I, draws a weird crowd there. Ooh. Uh, if you've ever seen me on Sunday at <laughs> Sunday Sillies, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, I know I'm the same. Like I've never really had like an overly good set there. And also like, because it's the yuck stage. Um, yeah, it's just, have you done it though? Since they added the, they have the two guys back there. They're the, ba- they're the bands, the half chubs <laughs> and it's, uh, it's two guys, Chad and Luke. And they're, they just sit back there. One of them has a bass guitar, I think. And one of them sits on one of those box things and just hits it. Like it's like one of those little drum boxes that he sits what on. What the fuck? No. And they're playing, <laughs> they play music in like in between and you can interact with them if you want. Or like, uh, I feel like they really help the vibe a lot. It like, Cause I was closing it out there uh, a couple weeks ago and, and it looked like it should have been a, just a scary, awful show. And then it turned out great. And I think okay. it's with the energy they bring. They're just super nice guys. Uh, I, I just said yes. So there we nice. go. We'll, we'll see what, ha- we'll see if, oh God, I just, ah, fuck. I, I, I have a bad time saying no, mm. when, especially the spots. Yeah. I hear you. Cause I go, cause, because they are very high in demand right now. Mm-hmm. In Halifax, I do find that it's, it's, uh, there's this influx mm-hmm. of, of people and, um, you gotta, you gotta take what you can get here. Cause Absolutely. it's high, 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 high demand. But I do think that there is something to be said for, uh, like say you can say no, like we, we were talking about this a second ago, right? Like, yes. um, you feel like you have to say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you, you were like, you it could be, sh- it could hurt better than health. I don't remember how you put it. Oh, opportunities. Yeah. 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 Like opportunities you might not be ready they, for. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's always something to be said. I think like I have a good friend who's one of the best standups I know. And he has lived in Toronto as, as long as I did. And he's still there. And he doesn't, he just like never clicked with the scene very well. And, uh, and he spends like, he doesn't go out like the whole thing about Toronto is like, it's like, you're supposed to grind and go out every night or whatever. And he never bought into that. Um, and would perform like, I would say like, I would perform like 15 times to him 
to he, him performing one time. Right. But he would stay in and write all the time. And uh, like he would just apply himself in other ways. And he's like, he goes up like once every six months and just destroys. He's so good. You Truly know? goals. Yeah. So goals. it's like, I mean, goals. if you are like tired or whatever, I mean, you were already going to go to Foggy, so it's not exactly a perfect example. But like right. if you did want to just stay in and like you're like, okay, well, I'll yeah. write one page. I have always wanted to do a double header though. So maybe tonight. This will be your first double header. Maybe if I can do it. Oh, it's you can totally do it. I I, I do like. Just gotta dress sensibly. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my hoodie? Yeah. Um, uh, that stage just kills me though. But I I, I have to. But that's the way to do it. it. Off and just do it. You got to go from Sunday Sillies to Foggy because you, you got to go from the tough show to the 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 fun show. The fun show, the encouraging show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday Sillies can be very fun, but it is more challenging. It is way more challenging that people. being said though and i'm sorry i keep cutting you off no i love this <laughs> that being said i think that uh the audience at foggy as hot as they are they are like pretty discerning like they will be quiet like if like you it's, it's still, true it still has to be a joke like some yeah. rooms you go into and the audience is just like way too hot and you're like what are they it's paying too these easy people to please yeah. You. yeah 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 so i feel like foggy is a good uh, like a real warm supportive room with like but with limits with limits for sure always fun though always fun I've always had definitely fun um another assumption i have about go. you is um you don't and i'll rephrase how i have this written i have it written as you don't dislike a lot of people but i guess what i mean is you're not someone who sits in negativity when it comes to individuals i love to rant and rave about something people did that bothered me or whatever. Like I love to Do you really, I mean, I like to just let it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I was on about something. I was on about a couple of things yesterday. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to bring up either of them. I wish I was there. Cause I would love <laughs> to see the side of you. Cause I don't think I've seen it yet. It's, it's very much. Yeah. It's a very private thing, but I, I love, and it's only with people I very much trust. And, but it's like, it's, it is a, uh, it's sort of just to get it out. It's not like I, I really do not, I, I try not to like, yeah, hold any grudges or yeah, yeah harbor you, any kind of resentment. You don't seem like someone who like holds grudges against people. Yeah. I don't hold grudges. There's a lot of people I don't like and I just do my best not to interact with them. But, um, that's a good way to be not, yeah. a sh not someone who like shit talks all the time. Yeah, I only should talk to those I trust. <laughs> that's good. Because that's how things get around, and that ain't good. Yeah, yeah. You gotta no, have a small uh, circle of people that you trust. Um, you're very adaptable. So I said this in regards to comedy, but I think also in life you're adaptable. You're someone who can crash at people's places and like move around and you see you do seem like a nester. I think, but, it's, yeah, I think it's that I'm, bec I'm becoming less adaptable. I think I was very adaptable in like my, my teens and twenties and that is, that is changing. Getting older. I don't want to, I, I want to have the comforts. I want to have my, yeah, my home base. Home base. So important. And I want, I want like order. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I feel that too. I do think that is something that comes with age. Yeah. Yeah. But like, the yeah, I loved order. like, uh, I had no problem moving to Toronto with 
nothing. And yeah, yeah. I mean, not nothing again. It's, but it doesn't stress you out at all. It didn't. Now it does. Absolutely. Ah. Like, I, I don't, I just don't think that I real, maybe I didn't realize what that could do for me. That kind of like stability. Right. Oh, fair. Um, yeah. but like now that I have it and have, you know, or now that I've tasted it and I'm, I'm building it, it's, uh, Oh yeah. feels real nice. Right. It feels so good. Yeah. It's so fulfilling. Like I, yep. I don't even like, I, I used to go out a lot more and like drink a lot more and stuff. And I just don't even think about it so much. Cause I'm just like, I get so much satisfaction from like just seeing that my kitchen is in order. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. It is nice. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I can't, it's, I can't believe I'm saying this stuff. Uh, no, <laughs> this it's is so, who I am now. No, it's so good. <laughs> it's good to nest. Um, I just wrote here, you're a very healthy eater. I see a lot of meals out of mason jars. <laughs> 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 I mean, in the sense that I save jars to just, pack up leftovers. It's just like you're that girl who has like a fucking oatmeal or something like in a mason jar with berries. Uh, like, no, like I, I'm but, not making those. But I, I want to. I would absolutely. I also went grocery shopping with you and I know how healthy you eat and how clean you eat. I don't see that. I don't see you. I know Dan likes fast food, but are do you ever falter and like... When you do, what do you eat that's bad for you? I mean, I had a really, uh, I don't know, because I, I, I've worked a lot on this. This is this is some of the like personal work that I've done. So I, I'm very careful with the language I use because I don't like the idea of like, um, uh, like assigning positive good, or negative. Good versus bad food. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I think everything is good food. Because mm, um, you're eating. So it's yeah, good. It's yeah. important. Yeah. What's in, well, yeah, what's important is that you eat when you're hungry and you have energy. But I, for a lot of years, I ate as comfort. And yeah. um, I wouldn't eat uh, in a very good routine, like in any kind of like schedule. Uh, and I would, I was always, when I did eat meals, I was like, hyper-focused on low calories, like trying to, yeah, just like eat as low calorie as possible. And then I would always end up binging. Yeah. Um, like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, because I was hungry and I mean, it also ha- like was in part to like an emotional dependence on it. But, um, what has helped that is having a, like a schedule eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner and like focusing on making those meals good and enjoyable and like filling. And I don't think at all about calories anymore or, um, so it's like I would, there was a lot of years that I would avoid fast food completely. Um, but now if it's like between like a, I like between like even like a fucking McDonald's hamburger for breakfast and no breakfast. Like I'm going to have the hamburger. Right. Like it's like, just eat at that meal. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah. Like so it's good. like, it's not some, I like, I like cooking and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not, I, I spent a lot of years trying to eat like clean, like chicken and salad or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but now like Dan helped that a lot. Cause Dan just like, 
eats constantly. <laughs> but he always is, he always eats three meals a day for sure. Like he eats good meals and he eats like as much. But what a what a form of self-care. Like it's the best thing I've ever done for I myself. I can't tell you how many days I just don't plan that into my life. It's well, it's something that I was able to really focus on in the pandemic too, like in lockdown was yeah. when I like really got into meal times. That was such that's like uh, that routine in the day was so important. helpful for my mental health. Something to do keeps you productive. It's yeah. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Just the simplest things that can help your mental health. Like, yeah, it's just like, okay, humans are supposed to eat three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Humans are supposed to sleep at night and be awake in the daytime hours. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so easy, guys. We, we make it very hard on we ourselves. We make it so much harder for ourselves. So true. <laughs> like, you oh just, my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get outside sometimes. Oh shit! Now I have to bullet tonight. That's all right. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good thing. Then you can get out of there so fast. You don't have time to think about what the room is like. Sounds good. Sounds good, Ian. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that is so important and again it's thoughtfulness i was talking about this with brad like just thinking about like what you're eating and if it's good for you and oh my gosh what a what a way to treat yourself (laughs) treat yourself baby yeah Um, my uh sorry but my 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 kryptonite was always like chips or like stuff i could get like stuff i could get at like a convenience store on my way home from like a show or something um because at like meal times i was like in the like clean eating like good food bad food mindset so i like would stay away from fast food as much as i could but yeah so those are my assumptions i love them those are all good thank you okay good <laughs> good 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 um i'm a- okay so now we're gonna get into the rant segment okay find out what is on your mind what's what's pissing you off making you mad what it's your turn to pop off baby all right um so my rant is none of that none of those things <laughs> my rant is about how uh so uh crying in movies i <laughs> am for it i love crying in movies so much <laughs> do you mean people watching movies crying or people crying in the movie i mean like me watching a movie and crying, crying. yeah i love Got it you okay yeah. and i have been like zeroing in on like I didn't I'm I'm realizing that I do love this like this release and it feels so good but I'm like what it is is that I'm realizing what gets me emotional when I'm watching a movie and it's friendship stories like anything like friendship based like um especially female friendship Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I brought this up earlier like Dan asked me what my rant was gonna be and I said that he's like you didn't cry in little women and I was like no, but I bawled my eyes out in Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> like that stuff gets me going so much. Like, oh my God. Um, turning red. Oh, oh it was just a sobbing mess through that whole movie and it felt so good. And uh and it's just because it's like friendship, I don't know, like especially female friendship will just like really just like just the presence of it gets me emotional in a yes. movie. Um, but uh, friend, friendship in general. Um, yeah. Uh, Turning Red, Toy Story 4. Uh, like Bo is such a badass. That just was making me cry. And <laughs> um, yeah. Aww. Yeah. So that's my rant is I love 
crying in movies at um, female friendship. I think that's great. Oh, Ghostbusters three. Did, did have you seen it? No, you haven't seen it. No. D- does this resonate with you at all? Like, do you it cry in movies? Do- so here's here's the thing. Okay, I cry so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just in life. Okay. That I'm actually the opposite. I have a hard time sometimes connecting to mediums or films to the point where I cry because I am so sad in my own life. <laughs> this is so sad. Right. But this is what I'll say in terms of like, I guess, themes that I would cry to. I definitely relate because if I'm ever at a wedding, it's never the father daughter dance that does it for me. It's always the, the maid of honor speech that will get me bawling. Yeah. Crying my eyes out. Yeah. And nothing else, not even the first kiss, not even like the walk down the aisle. I don't care why that shit. Yeah. I want to hear what this bitch's main bitch is saying about her. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, you I know. Oh yeah. 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 I, uh, I, I wasn't the maid of honor, but I did like the speech for the bridal party at my friend's wedding oh. and I destroyed. <laughs> oh, of course you would. You're a com- you'd be the perfect person to do it. But I got them, I got them sad too. Um, did you? Oh yeah. That was one of my best performances. Uh, <laughs> but I, I shout think, out to Shauna and Brian. I think com- comics are, are, can have the ability to be very emotional beings. Oh, for and sure. A lot of them don't tap into it. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why I think Ghostbusters 3 was so moving for me because it is like there's I mean, it took me two watches to uh, to find it funny. I was moved by it on the first watch. But on the second watch, I was like, OK, this is funny. I think it was just like it had such a high bar. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I first watched it, I was like, oh, no, these jokes aren't that good. But then when I watched it again, I was like, wait, Ghostbusters whatever. 3. Is that the first one with the female cast? Yeah. Oh, OK. I have seen it. Oh, OK. I have seen it. I didn't realize it was Ghostbusters 3. I think okay. so. Okay. I'm pretty the one sure. with the one with uh Kristen Wig and Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. If it's not Ghostbusters 3, I apologize. It's the new go- we'll just call it the new Ghostbusters. The new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh yeah, but it's like because they are like funny together and stuff like that just I I just oh and and um oh, when they're there's like the action scene like yeah. it I would, I had never seen three women in it or four women in an action sequence together right up before that point like th- like i was so moved by that like that there were going to be little girls watching this movie right and be the heroes like that was something yes. i never saw that in that way see i got emotional during wonder woman for that reason okay i've like, seen that i should watch that like wonder woman i mean it's not so much female friendship but just female empowerment i guess or um you know the fact that she was the the badass um like there's one scene in particular that's just very epic and yeah that uh, got me emotional oh, for okay. sure yeah actually when i when you th- Talk about movies about female friendship. I think of Bridesmaids. Oh, also yeah. With, like that one. Oof. Oh, Oof. boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I, it's just specifically the scene in Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, when um, it's like a slow motion action scene and Kate McKinnon is like pulling out her two sidearms. And it's like, it's just her being like her goofy self, but like looking badass doing it. And like, I can't watch that scene without just like, bursting into okay, tears. Okay, I need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, what other movies are there that are like... I mean, have you seen Now and Then? Uh, oh, Claire! What? You gotta see Now and Then. I think I have seen it. It's the one with like Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, and they ride bicycles. 
I mean, like every '80s movie <laughs> features like, bicycles pretty heavily. It's like the look back on their on their friendship. Right. I think I need to rewatch it because I don't really remember it. Oh, it's but so the one bad. that first got me, and it's not necessarily female friendship, but uh, the the first movie that ever got me bawling was My Girl. Oh yeah, of but course. it's because like it's because they are such good friends. Friends, friendship. They are they care so much for each other, and he's just trying to do something nice for her. I love Macaulay Culkin. I am so fond right? of Macaulay Culkin. He, yeah, he's a gem. Oh god, he's charming. He's a gem. There's so many good ones. I think, like, I think it's, I think it's a a big theme, just because, I mean, like, in the words of Hannah from Girls, like she wrote, <laughs> she wrote, uh, um, the relationship between college girls is more dramatic than any romantic relationship. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that. I mean, I never went to college, but like <laughs> that checks out in my life. <laughs> right. College eight. Like, like yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, female friendships go through it. Yeah. yeah. They really can go through it. So, so to have a lasting female friendship is a very, it's a privilege. Yeah. Truly. An honor. Really. At this point. Yeah. Do you have a, like a, a best female friend that you think of, or do you, do you have a group of them or? I feel like I have a, so I always describe my friendships as like satellites. Like I don't really have a big group of friends anymore. I just have like a bunch of individuals. I love that. Satellites. <laughs> that is um, so cute. I have a few that come to mind real quick. Yeah. Like Sean, I mentioned and my friend Paige, um, and then like Heather and Tamara yeah. in Toronto. Um, and I'm surely missing someone that I will be devastated to remember later, but, uh, yeah, I've got a few really solid. Do you find it hard to maintain? Not anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of, uh, I I see where you're coming from. I think um, life just, <sighs> yeah, I was going to say got less dramatic, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. It will get worse and more dramatic. <laughs> um. Do they, I mean, I, I have probably lots of female friends that I'm not, you know, like I've had lots of female friends that I haven't kept, but mm-hmm. I have lots of friendships that I haven't really maintained. So mm, it's tough. Yeah. I think a big realization for me in my life was this idea of compatibility and appreciating that when I really like someone, they probably really like me. Or there's probably a significance there. Mm-hmm. Like for a lot of my life, I, if I really found someone really fun to be around or really charming or, or, or funny or whatever, I was like, oh, but they're just great and everybody likes them. Mm. And then I realized at a certain point that like that sort of stuff often comes out in people because they are connecting with you too or they're comfortable with you too. So right. yeah, I think it has so much to do with like working on the ones that, are that that work yeah Yeah. working on the ones that work working on the ones that work and the ones that don't feel like work yeah that's a great point that's Mm -hmm. a great where you're not like trying too hard yeah and you don't you don't no one ever makes the other one feel guilty or anything for not like if there's a if there is a big stretch of time that goes by both parties just sort of understand understand yeah 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 oof yeah. You really do have to treat it similar to like a romantic relationship in terms of like needs and like, what do you need? And 
like I love languages and, and all of that. Like it's it's very similar in friendships. Yeah. Figuring that out and how you, how you fit together with with that person. Yeah. Fucking one of like one of the most like uh just when I moved, I said goodbye to a friend that uh just the way we were relying on each other at that point, especially like in the pandemic, it felt like as painful as like romantic breakup like and I would say probably even worse than those for me in a lot of ways because because there was not a lot of understanding around the feelings we were having I think like because it's Mm. like with a breakup at least it's like it's known that that is painful yeah but like me moving away from a friend like there was no there's no finale. Like our friendship's going to continue. Right. But there was a real finality to like the relationship we had. Yeah. Things are going to be way different now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm physically not going to be here. Yeah. And losing that was really, really. Well, because then you go, how are we going to be friends without this physical, the fact that we're in the same city. Yeah. The routine. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Yeah. And like the way it's, the way it played out, like, was so painful oh no like like more lastingly painful than most breakups have been for me because those are just like wrap up you know like it's like hurts but it's like it's it's you can understand it and it's like in this box it hurts but like i i find a lot of times it's like with a breakup it'll be like hurt 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 and then very gradually it's like yeah i'm good i'm over it yeah with friendships you're always going like like why? Because we're still friends, you know. Like, like why? You know, yeah. like it's there's no closure almost. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, we just recently had a very nice talk about it. Oh, that's good. But because I was the one that left, I never felt like I could. I just had to wait. I just had to sort of be patient and hope that she would want to connect that way again. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm. very glad that that did happen. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But it's just, uh, so as I guess like I thought of that because of the question, like, do you find them hard to maintain? Like that was really hard. I, over time, I kind of figured out that all I could do was wait, keep showing up, but you know, just like give her yeah. space and time. Whew. That was really hard. Oh my God. <laughs> my God. But yeah, it was worth it. I mean, like it's, yeah. Uh, when you have that, I'm tearing up. When you have that good friend, it's uh, that kind of friendship. It's you don't like, want to let go of it. Yeah, but like yeah. life happens, and 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 yeah, and things happen. That was, the, that was the that was the tough part too. Was that we both absolutely knew that I needed to move, and right? That I was doing the right thing. It was like those two those two things existed in you know separately. That like I was I was doing what I needed to do, but like this was hard for us. That's so nice to have the chat though. I think that that. I, I suck at friendship. Like it, it's, it's truly one of my, I do a lot of things good. I don't do friendship <laughs> good. Uh, and like multiple psychics have told me like you have issues with female friends. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. Always like, it, it's just never been easy for me mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason to like maintain. I mean, I have one friend that I've known since grade two. That's we've never faltered kind of thing, but like it is a, it's, it's tough 
to grow um, personally and then have your friends not come with you on that journey. And then they're also growing apart from you. And then you're just kind of watching as their lives unfold and your lives and you're separate. It's just very painful. Yeah, it is super painful. And and uh, I'm I'm someone who I I tend to fight for people too much. Um and so like I've stopped doing that and what I've realized is people don't fight for me as much as I fight for them. And so like now my expectations in friendship are very high. And especially with like new friends, I've been very vocal about my friendship with Sarah being like, this is like the friendship that I've never had because I can start over and be the friend that I wanted to be with these other friends that I, I don't have anymore. But I'm also so, so paranoid about fucking anything up with her. So it's, it's just a struggle. Yeah. It's just not, uh, it's not an easy thing, but no. I think the, the beautiful thing about it is, is that there's care there. Yeah. There's, there's love there. Yeah. You know, like in order to, to hurt, to stress so much about something it means you must love it mm, mm. <laughs> which have is you ever had the experience though where like like just uh I, where I, i've had a, a the good fortune i guess of like a couple friendships where we've spent like years apart or like without being in very good contact or anything and then when you get back together and it's like they've so kind of grown better. in the same way has that ever happened for you not yet i mean i, I think the hope would be that that would happen in the future yeah it's I, like I kind of had that happen with a friend, but I, yeah, I don't know where where we stand currently. Um, but space can be good, even though it's painful. It can be good. It can't. It's well. It's just interesting. It's like I think that just comes down to compatibility. That mm-hmm. like you can spend mm-hmm. like your lives go in different directions, but you grow in a similar way. Like yes, and it's I'm thinking very specific examples. Like I had a friend. We were like really close in high school and then I didn't see her for a couple of years. And then when we saw each other again, we were both on the same path of like we were at the time. This was when I was younger. We were like super environmental and like we'd stop buying new clothes at the same time. And we oh, were like both like really into eating sustainably at the same time. I mean, those, that's just like that's that's uh, very concrete. That's like less of a of an emotional that's really Growth. cool though. No, but that's but Still, your your values are lining up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is which can be awesome to experience together. I also think like like single versus in a relationship, that can be challenging when it's like other people are are moving on with yeah. partnership and you're staying single. Like it's always nice to have that person who's in your same boat. Yeah, definitely. Um, whether that's like, you know. A, f- a couple friend that you hang out with a bunch who are also in a relationship or like you have your single friend when you're single mm-hmm. uh, can help. But like, yeah, it has to line up that way. <laughs> doesn't it? It doesn't yeah. always line up that way. Yeah. And that's why, uh, like that's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I've had a lot of, I have a lot of friends that it's like, I consider them friends, even though like, it's just because that we were at one point friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we are not in each other's lives really at all anymore. But if we were to run into each other, it I, would be, we would both be delighted to see each other. Right. Good terms. And like, you're still thinking about yeah, each other, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. And you have things to reminisce on and yeah. And that's like a really, uh, rewarding that's feeling. Super rewarding. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's hard. Not, not gonna lie. Adult friendships are fucking hard. Uh, everyone get a pet. 
it really helps um okay that was a deep conversation i really liked that I, I, <laughs> yeah we both got a little emotional a there. little bit emotional yeah <laughs> um so now i want to get into what's wrong with you Dun, I keep dun, trying to like do the, the music, but I don't. I just keep doing the Batman theme song. <laughs> 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 What's wrong with you? <laughs> I need to make that edit now. <laughs> Be much more exciting than what I what I have right now. Pow. Um. I okay. Well, what I'd written down was um that I and this is funny that it's on the heels of the last conversation. Um, but I miss a lot of people right now. That's, oh. that's what's wrong with me is I am so far away from my family and, and many of my friends. Right. You're getting a bit lonely, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I feel like lonely isn't the right word because I do feel satisfied with the community I'm finding here. That's good. Um, and Dan is a wonderful partner and uh yeah like that's a very satisfying part of my life um but I just I I miss a lot of people (laughs) yeah yeah no I'm with you I feel that yeah I feel that maybe it's do you think it has anything to do with the fact that like it's coming around that time where where 2020 two years ago was was happening it's almost like nostalgic Mm mm-hmm it's a nostalgic time in a weird way. Like mm-hmm. thinking back to like your old, old way, like the before times, what people say mm-hmm. the before times, like it almost feels nostalgic now. Like I'm, I, I fucking get off on nostalgia. <laughs> I really do. Like I'm, I'm someone who's like always thinking about memories, always going back yeah. through like old stories. And, <laughs> and I am um, too. I, I love pictures. Like, Look, yeah, look photo albums. Pictures and yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. I miss that about Facebook that like people used to just post a whole album of like right? one night. Or Remember? <laughs> Remember those times? I was that person, and uh, it seemed normal to me. But looking back on it now, I'm like, that was. I wonder how everyone thought it, felt about that. Right? <laughs> Are you the type to let people know you miss them? I am definitely. Um, I try to be. Uh, careful with that i guess because i don't want to put it on anyone right like everything that my life is right now is my own design like i Mm. i'm the one that keeps moving away from people i love (laughs) you brought Uh, this on yourself claire yeah like i it's not like it's not like somebody picked me up and moved me three thousand kilometers from my family like i made that decision but um I so I I do like to tell people I miss them but I want to do it in a way that's like that feels organic like I I won't just like message someone out of the blue to just say that right I tried it yeah but I I will absolutely tell people I miss them that's really nice I was literally Heather and I were talking last night and that was a a large part of the conversation (laughs) and do you stay in touch like I mean do you communicate regularly with these people that you miss Uh, I I mean I it's something I would like to do more. Yeah. It's something I, it sort of uh, would pertain to the point I made 
earlier about like, if you're not connecting with people, you're not vulnerable and it's just easier. Yeah. And I think I've probably learned that from like my family because, um, my family for one is not very well connected within itself. Mm. Uh, yeah. And since moving away, I've learned like that I can choose to engage with them and I can choose not to engage with them. And that's an act of self care. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's very true. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I love my family, but like, it's just, it's, it's like family is so, uh, triggering. Yes. Yes. It's just like, it's hard to be around family. Even if you're having the best time ever, you're still being like reminded of bad things. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I feel that if you just don't engage with that, then you're not vulnerable. Big fan of space with family. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of personal space. Um, what am I answering? <laughs> oh, oh, missing people. You're missing people. Yeah. Yeah. What did you ask but, about that? But, but that's not what I don't think that's something that's wrong with you though. I think, well, that's, I mean, that's what makes you great is that you're missing people because it shows that you're oh. connected, that you've had oh, relationships. So this, okay. I, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. But it's it, wrong it, with me. But what maybe, I- but maybe it's something that you're working on right now. The, the, that you're missing people and you're trying to figure out how, how to, to manage na- that, to, how to navigate that, which, uh, yeah, I guess I was just, tough. I guess I answered the question like, what's wrong with my life right now? But like, what's wrong with me? Um, do you have a character like a flaw? Shit. Yeah. What's That's... just a shit thing about me? <laughs> <laughs> this segment is ruthless. I am like, I'm trying to figure out my relationship with alcohol right now. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, my, basically right now I'm in this routine of like not drinking for like a week or so. And then I have like one night and I drink too much. And then I'm like a useless person for two days. Yeah. Cause I used to drink literally like every night, like doing comedy in Toronto for so many years yeah. at a bar every goddamn night. You have a drink after the show. It's just being, standard. And just yeah. being a younger person too. I, I, uh, I and I love beer so I yeah yeah um and I functioned sort of not highly that's for sure oh my god it's it the the booze thing is it is really easy to let that get out of control for a lot of people and to be in tune with yourself to go like, this isn't healthy right now and I have to change it. Mm-hmm. Like I think is always a good thing for people mm-hmm. because I personally kind of hate alcohol. I feel like it makes people Worse. shitty versions of themselves. It literally oh, yeah. kills people. It literally kills people. A lot of people don't realize their dependence on it or their like dependence is too extreme, but like a lot of, a lot of comedians rely on it to feel for that like confidence boost. Yeah. Um, and whether or not it's like you are abusing it, Mm -hmm. it's still like, it's taking away from you. It is. It is. Yep. And they just, you just can't see it at all. And to think that like, you can't be 
this fun version of yourself without it is yeah. just not true. Yeah. Like I, I, I try to, I, I make jokes all the time of like, I'm not really a drinker anymore. Cause I have a good personality. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah. I, I just show up like I'm the fun drunk person when I haven't had a sip of it. Right. And other people can do that too, if they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I love beer still. And I, and like, it's such a, big part of Dan's life because he's like he spent the last couple years brewing in PEI and he loves that and he and he just is probably at some point going to get a job like selling right yeah yeah. be a sales rep so it's like it's it's that's his field kind of and and I love it I really do and I I uh I want to find a way to incorporate it in my life in a way that works for me that's healthy yeah, yeah. And that's um. Well, I mean, I don't know if healthy you can say that because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a hindrance, maybe. Yeah, or, yeah. That's, or yeah, our, like, that like makes more sense for you. Yeah, kind of thing. And at this point, like where I'm at right now, it's still better than what I was doing before. That's good. But it is like it is crazy to see, like, to have like spent time away from drinking or from myself as a drinker to have been like away from that version of me and to see how much more uh focused I can be yeah right like yeah and less anxious and like mm-hmm. driven it just like it the productive it's like, yeah it's not the uh it's not the like night out itself that's the problem it's like how it affects me for the coming days the and it's and it's and like it's not even just the hangover. It's like, I have no motivation and I, I just feel like more depressed and it's, mm-hmm. and it, I never noticed that that was happening to me because I didn't spend enough time away from it, you know, to, Isn't that to, crazy? to have like a few days in a row or whatever, feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just like caffeine. Honestly. Is it? I love coffee. Don't tell me that. When, I don't want to quit that. Like, like if you go without caffeine. Oh no. Like, like when I go without caffeine, I'm just like this. I don't feel like Sarah. Oh la 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 you la know? la. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> but I mean like, but that, again, that's another thing where it's like, you can still I'm have. not ready. <laughs> you can still have caffeine. <laughs> you can still have caffeine and have it be in moderation, whether that's like one or oh, two cups right. a day versus five. Oh, okay. I you have know. two cups a day. Oh, that's, oh, you're fine. But I have. But you still are probably to. you're probably addicted to it still. Oh, I'm a I'm definitely I don't, addicted to it. I think if it's just two a day, you don't have to be worried about that addiction. It's not it's not an insane amount. The first Christmas I spent with Dan's family, his uh his parents didn't have a coffee maker. His, um his mom had uh instant decaf. Oh no. Yeah. And uh I was so like um I thought I was being chill about it, but <laughs> Because obviously Dan has this very like Dan has this like uh, concept in his mind that I'm this low maintenance, you know, like woman with a backpack. Yeah. Like we'll move in with him with a backpack kind of free spirit. But like coffee. And again, like this is a thing that really uh, I relied on in the pandemic for like my routine and my comfort. Um, Yeah. They didn't have a coffee maker. And I was just like, 
well, how are we going to get coffee? Like, I, like it didn't, yeah. I wouldn't even accept that we wouldn't have coffee that morning. Right? It's <laughs> like, well, how are we going to make this happen? Yeah. Not, not this happen. Yeah. Let's deal with it. <laughs> Without me drinking instant decaf. <laughs> what did you do? Did you, did you find a way? Um, I think his sister ended up bringing us coffee or something or yeah. Like you found a way. Sh- we yeah. found a way. Yeah. And, but I just remember, um, like dance, it was like seeing you, sometimes you see someone see you in a new light. Ah! <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're not so strong anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I've never. <laughs> I just remember being like, I've never seen you like this before. Ah! <laughs> so that's what's wrong with me. There we go. We, no, we found no, it. No, I, I, I love that because yeah, that's a tricky one. I mean, yeah, booze is just ooh, figuring out how that works is is hard. Yeah, I just truly don't. I don't. It doesn't, to me, it's just dollar signs. Like this is, this is five, this is like $6. Yeah. For me to feel like maybe, maybe slightly looser than than I felt like before this. It's just silliness. It is. It's, uh, it's entirely unnecessary. And it, I think it puts a lot of walls up between people because you think like, it's like, what are we going to do if we don't go for a drink or whatever, you know? Right. Um, if I didn't love beer, it mm. would. I would feel closer to how you feel, but I genuinely love the taste, See the, the process, the smell. The I love beer. That's my thing. When I drink, I usually drink something super bland and boring, like a vodka soda with lemon. Yeah, because that's usually what hydrates me the best and like makes me feel the best when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. And it's just not. I'd ra- like. I'd rather Coca Cola. Would much prefer that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that like pop is my I just fucking love like like Coke and Pepsi and pop and sh- stuff like oh but I don't sugar. like pop at all I oh so uh, jealous I'm really yeah I did as a kid and then um my friend I just had this one friend who had like real like hippie parents and like they were like pop is so bad for you if you cut it out you'll lose so much weight like if you're someone who regularly drinks that and if you cut it out at the time like, of my life I like was rail thin no matter what I did but uh like I just as a young person that was how it, it was for me so yes. it was definitely like it like I didn't I developed a lot of bad habits with food because of that oh yeah <laughs> and yeah. then like 25 the bottom drops out and right metabolism goes down yeah yeah um all that said I uh I have been working a lot on um like radical self-acceptance oh i love i don't this. even want to say like radical self-love but like radical self-acceptance because if you accept yourself then you accept you can accept more widely like i think one of the most like damaging things people can do to each other is criticize their own body yeah because yeah you're saying that this is unacceptable in me so i th- like but it's like written off because you're like, well, I'm talking about me, but it's like, if you don't accept that in your own self, then like, you don't accept, you don't, then how, you how don't accept it in others. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's so tricky to navigate. I, I tend to say, I tend to say, cause I'm also kind of aware of that now too. And I just try to say, I'm just not feeling myself tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's I, a good way of putting it because I'm just not yeah. feeling myself tonight and, and it's nothing specific, yeah. even though it, even though there are 
when you're experiencing it, there are specific things. Absolutely. That you could probably point out. But but it's like, um, I saw fucking, it was probably just on Instagram or something, which was just like, we just have to stop commenting on bodies. Like We absolutely do. Like, like just in general, we have to just stop yeah. doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like- yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like, uh, people are such champions, um, for like inclusion and diversity. Um, and then there's so much stigma on, uh, larger bodies. Yeah. And it's, uh, that's like the next frontier, I think. It is. And it's, it's hard cause I'm, uh, of a generation that grew up on Weight Watchers points mm. and calorie counting yeah. and definitely did not grow up with body positivity. And I'm trying to write a joke where it's like, I was the last generation before body, po like, so kids growing up now are like, body positive like be whatever size you want wear a bikini like mm -hmm. everyone yeah. and, and and everybody my, is a bathing suit body or whatever and my generation like supports that but we still want plastic surgery yeah you know like <laughs> like, like we're still saving for lipo even though we're supporting all yeah, of you're like, all of the movement we love like it flipping your magazine we love it but we still <laughs> want to be skinny and it's unfortunate <laughs> but it's true i don't i, I like it's uh it's true i i agree with that as well that like yeah it's tough to encourage it but then not practice it well i, think, I feel like a hypocrite sometimes. yeah that is very that is very true um what i was gonna say was more to speak to like i don't want to i don't want to disparage or shun anyone that's not there yet either you know that's yeah. still like like older generations yeah. who are still under that uh standard of beauty yeah mm -hmm. yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah um it's a it's there's got to be uh like a willingness to grow and then a patience for those who haven't as well oh that's a great way to put it mm -hmm. because that that second part some people miss some people miss that and they don't there's no empathy there it's just why aren't you accepting this? I don't want to cause any division. Exactly, I don't want right? to. I don't want to make anyone. I don't want to push anyone further away from my cause. Yeah, and that's speaking from a point of privilege for mm. sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't expect that patience from people who are more affected by, you know, whatever situation. Right. You know. Um, but uh, that's where that's what I want to champion is yeah, like working towards growth and like giving an opportunity for those that haven't yeah. experienced that yet or, you know, been moved to look for that growth themselves, giving them an option or an opportunity to and find it. Yes. Like I, I grew up in a time when you really would call out your friend. Like, like, like if your friend said, I don't, I feel fat today. You would say you're so much skinnier than me. Why are you saying that? Mm. Like, like that was like my generation of, how we would react. It, yeah. it was you're this, so you don't deserve to feel that way. And younger people would be like, you can't say you don't feel fat because, or you feel fat because that is like, I don't know. I'm doing this poorly, but I've yeah. seen a lot of yes. uh, things written about how like feel fat is, uh, you can't say that. Oh, you can't. Well, you're not supposed to, because it's like, 
was like some people are like, well, I am fat. So can That's you not right. say that what you f- you feel bad? You're saying because you feel bad. You feel Ye- like you are me right now. Right. I actually I had Alicia McCarvel on and we talked about this. On, oh, uh, right. And, I and, am a huge fan of her. Right? I follow her on Instagram anyway. She said something similar. She's like, oh, so you feel fat. I'll show you what fat looks like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, again, like I, I just, I very much so just try to, to, to do the, I just don't feel good about how I look tonight. Like I, I, exactly. I, try to, I try to phrase it as, as vaguely as I can. Yeah. 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 Because in reality, you can still describe your own experience without putting anyone down. Yeah, it's true. And in reality, like there's probably times that I look the same, but like emotionally I'm feeling better and I feel like a sexy bitch. Like, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. like, like it's just, it's so um, fucking complicated and mm. there's not um, a formula. No. And I'm still like, I'm, you know, it's, it's like any sort of, uh, allyship or anything that you're trying to, you know, um, raise a group up over, uh, (laughs) um, it's, uh, it's, you're constantly learning. You're Mm -hmm. constantly unlearning. That's Um, true too. Unlearning is just as hard. Yeah. And I, I know through the pandemic, one of my friends, who is like uh, a larger body uh, told me that she was really having a hard time because so many people were talking about the weight they were gaining in the pandemic. And um, she's like, well, I already had this like, right. And so these people talking about how awful it was that they were gaining this weight in the pandemic. She's like, this is, she's her, the way she put it was like, it's like, this is the worst thing that could happen to them. And the worst thing that could happen to them is like my existence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woof. Yikes. (laughs) It's, that's fucking, yeah, that right there. I mean, we have to like put ourselves in other people's shoes more, I think. Yeah, yeah. I had the rude awakening for me, like, like you, you mentioned like when you were younger, you were just always like thinner. And same with me, like when I look back at pictures of myself, I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit, she was skinny. Um, but um, when you get older, it, it just changes. Um, but uh-huh. like for me, the rude awakening was when I started not being able to find clothes that fit me in stores that I liked. Yeah. Like when I had to go up to that large. Yeah. And then also the large was tight. And then you're going. It's bullshit. And the- Retail is fucking bullshit. And I never really realized it. I mean, I always kind of knew that. But I didn't really realize it fully until I was in the situation of walking out of stores because nothing fit me. Oh, I am. Yeah. Because the large is still not large. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember buying. I went shopping. I went to H&M with a good friend of mine and she was someone who was more more caught up in the body image or the the like the pursuit of thinness than I was at the time. Okay. Yes. And, um, she was, she was a very small person as far as I was concerned. And, um, she bought the largest size of pants at H and M. Like that was what fit her. And I was so fucking mad. I was like, if this, like, what is there for the rest of us? You know, right. This is fucked up. This is what the, like, yeah, it makes no sense. It It really, really makes no sense. This could have been my rant. Yeah, it's a great rant because it's bullshit. <laughs> Better than just I like and, and, crying and, about. And don't get me started on bra, bra sizes and shit like that, and bras and oh, how bras expensive are not even, bras are. Bras are a lie. Bras Damn. are. We don't. We don't. You don't need to need a bra. You don't. You can find comfort 
other ways. You can. I'm a I'm a new adopter of this. I fucking hate bras now. I I used to wear them all the time because I was do. like it keeps them perky, and it's true. They it does. But, <laughs> but you know what else keeps them perky? Some tight tank tops or a bralette. Yeah, or bralettes are great. Or you know, and like I, I don't know. I have no like scientific uh, backing backup of this. <laughs> scientific. I, I, <laughs> the science community is not necessarily behind me on this, <laughs> but. I have a theory that like if you always wear a bra and you're always supporting them with something, they aren't building any strength on their own. <laughs> so oh my god, like, that's so funny. So they will like like sag and weaken quicker. So going bra less is strength training for your boobs. That's how I look at it. That's genuinely how I look at it. I kind of love it. I have been strength training these guys for four years. <laughs> I also love the free the nipple and not caring if your boob nipples are showing. That is something I'm struggling with because my nipples are showing a lot because I only <laughs> ever wear bralettes. <laughs> and I I want to not care. But it's like, Ooh, it depends yeah. on the environment that I'm in because like, like it, you know, like I was saying, like I want to do every comedy show. I want to appeal to every audience. And yeah. so I'm putting myself in front of a lot of people that aren't on the same wavelength as me and i feel like if my nipples are out in the open we're gonna have a harder time connecting it's you're right there's definitely a difference between doing it on stage versus like yeah. out for brunch with your friends yeah exactly like exactly. I, I feel like i could do it at like a girly brunch and i could even do it at like a queer show or something queer show yeah. um you know day you know day at the beach or just going around like yeah. like hot summer day but yeah well, probably, i feel you i feel you cold spring day more likely but <laughs> it's it's one of those things yeah I'm, I'm the same where i'm like i love this but also yeah, yeah. I'm not quite there yet exactly and it's like totally when you like i'm very committed to sort of like reaching like what i was saying about like always working towards growth and like uh being patient with people who haven't had that growth yet like i want to like be uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like approachable. I want to be accessible to, to people that I know that haven't experienced the, the, not the education that I've experienced in terms of like, I guess just sort of a lack of ignorance towards like other people's experiences and, um, little things like that. Like are my nipples out, you know, like, can they see my armpit hair? Like these are things that are going to create a disconnect and you don't have to do everything all at once. No. You can you can ease them in. You can ease them in for <laughs> sure. Don't have to come out the gate blazing. Yeah. I uh this just made me think of telling you and Adrian Gabrielle at Yuck Yucks that I didn't shave my armpits anymore. And I just remember both of you being like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> again, because I'm from the generation of like hair was bad. Yeah, hair yeah, was, me too. And I associate well, like I actually associate like women who don't shave their armpits with like you're just a free ass bitch who, like mm-hmm. I I admire it. I just don't think I could ever do it. It's well, it is scary, and I I even I like I think a lot about are my armpits out right now kind of stuff. Um, that being said, for the JFL showcase on Thursday, I shaved my armpits just for like yeah. just just as like not that I was wearing it. It was like not that I was wearing anything that they would be seen or anything, but I was like. I don't know. Just uh, one last thing to think about. Well, you're also aware. <laughs> you're also aware that you know people aren't. You know, people are still learning, and so those people might be in the crowd, and they might be distracted. Exactly. And you don't want to take that away from your performance. So yeah. you're just being. You're just yeah. Yeah. I think that that's fine. Oh, like, I've I've that's something I've uh, I I didn't do for a long time, but there have been a couple occasions where I have shaved my armpits now because I 
did for those of you that aren't privy to this information, quit shaving my armpits in the pandemic and decided that I liked better how I liked how it looked on me better. Really? Because I, I just there's like women I've known in my life that I've clocked it that they didn't shave their armpits. And I was like, they look so fucking cool. Yeah. Like it makes them it just makes you look cooler. It does. It's like how you used to think about people with dreadlocks. Like yeah. when, you, <laughs> when you would see white person with dreadlocks, you'd be like, wow, they must be cool. And now you, do, <laughs> now you know better. Um, <laughs> but like I so I started seeing myself that way when I when I grew it out or when I didn't shave it. And, and uh, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, man, I look cool. <laughs> right. It yeah. is. It, it is a cool laid back. Give no fucks. And there's like, you luck. can never get the perfect shave. Like, you no. never, you never like it's never as flawless as you want it to be. I I've only recently just started embracing Bush. Like, oh, yeah. OK. Like, like, I think I think the pandemic was the first time I ever bought a razor that was like an electric razor. Yeah. It, it's actually like electric razor on one side and then just a, a regular razor on another um, because I had grown it out. So and you much. wanted to just kind of trim it a bit. Yeah. And so now I just kind of embrace that. Yeah. As my like default, N- not full bush. Let me clarify. Okay. Well, I'm full bush. Let me clarify. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's like tight shaven the sides are done the top like it's just like a it's, it's like sort of a, like a fade did you give it a fade wait, god, <laughs> I get, oh my god i did that's exactly what it is it's not a full bush what what would it be called like a shrub i don't know uh, oh. like what a hedge i don't know that's not right either i need, i need to figure out what it is it's not quite a bush but i i have gotten there but but i i feel better when things are a little trimmed up I actually do feel better with it all gone. But again, that's just my fucking generation. I grew up. Yeah. Well, see, I thinking it was terrible. I never had the fucking nerve to shave it or to get rid of it or anything. I was too afraid of like what could happen. <laughs> of like, I don't know, I guess of like injuring Nick- myself or of the discomfort of the regrowth. That's um, totally fair. Yeah. That, that does fucking suck. Yeah. So I never even once in my life have I, I've never gone full gone. Um, I've like, I have trimmed it up at times, but for the most part, I don't care. The only time I care is if I have to wear a bathing suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's only because of the things that have been drilled in my head about how unsightly it would be for, for, Oh, good God. (laughs) If you were to see that a woman had pubic hair outside of her bathing suit, Oh dear Lord, call the police. What a monster. Yeah. What a joke. Laugh at her. Laugh at that stupid slut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I, I've always, uh, cause it just, it's just, well, I don't know. I just the don't great thing the is, is that men it. are so open to it now. And that's pretty wonderful. I've, I I've always say. had to be open to it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that because, yeah, I guess for me, it was always just like, like they say they don't care. But in my head, I'm like, they care. So I got to shave this shit. Yeah. And then girls who shave know the, the tips and tricks that you can do. Because I don't. And I, I was always scared to that for that learning curve. You got to... Um, I mean, it would have saved me a lot of trouble, I think, because I was ashamed of it because I was from that generation as well. That hair was gross. But I just like it was my dark secret. Wow. But then like men would never care that much. I know they 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 really don't because they're at that point. They're like, I'm going to have sex with you. Yeah. I've decided if so. If anyone I've slept with 
uh, feels differently, please do let me know. But like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I do have a memory of like in high school. um, I was with like a group of friends and. um, It was like I had my high school boyfriend and his best friend and then a few more friends and his best friend made a comment about. Um, I don't remember what it was, but he made some kind of joke about people who don't shave. And I remember being like, wait, what do you mean by that? And he said, I don't want to say it right now because I don't want to embarrass anybody. Oh. So I'm assuming that it was like, oh. that was something that my boyfriend had shared with him. That's not and cool. that made me feel like That's not cool. teeny tiny, like a one inch tall. But um, <sighs> since then, since that one experience, there's never been a negative response to it. That's amazing. Maybe I'll try. Give it a go. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna try to grow it. You try to shave it. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I'm out. Honestly, I'm out. the razor burn isn't worth it. It's not. It can't. It doesn't. It's not worth it. Like it's my legs, never any razor burn. My armpits, razor burn. Sometimes I can't even imagine what this. Like, yeah, it's no fun. It's no fun. You, you can get creams and um stuff that are like for ingrown hairs that yeah. help well the best thing that i um that's capitalism for you the best the best thing that i discovered was when i started waxing doing waxes um they gave me this like scrubby like mm. almost like an exfoliator it's like a pumice stone sort of right yeah. like a, yeah 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 and I've doing that those. doing that in the shower regularly like really helped yeah. with like razor burn yeah stuff like that yeah there's always something you can uh, buy and also like i don't know if it's even really that's good for you but I, I used to baby powder the fuck out. Like, I would just put baby powder and it would sort of help soothe things. Um, I don't know if that's my, good for the downstairs area or yeah, not. Well, so I, my pubic area always feels great. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. It's easy, it's women. Easy. Just don't fuck with it. Just don't fuck with it. <laughs> the most I've gotten is I do the sides, I trim it down, and I do the top. That's what you're gonna get. I imagine That's- your imagine your vagina looks like like the Fresh Prince. Like- <laughs> I gave myself a face. Oh my god, it's so funny. What an interesting derailment. <laughs> Yeah. I've learned more about you Where tonight. Where the fuck were we? Yeah. Where were we? We went from <laughs> female friendship to body positivity <laughs> to pubic hair. We have one more segment left. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, in, in n- unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion, Claire, what you got? Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. Um, popular opinions. Uh, for one, mm. uh, COVID is not over. I'm going to say it's not real. For one, we're in a scamdemic. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Scam-demic. no. Uh, for one, yeah, COVID's not over. Um, I feel like we're living in like uh like an extended groundhog day yes instead of a day it's just like we're living in like the same fucking cycle of months like everyone it just it's just going to make it really bad again in a minute and we can see that in other places that have been ahead of us this whole time that things are getting bad again fuck so it's just i i i i I don't even know what to do anymore at this point like I, i don't know I don't know. I'll I'll speak to this too because I had a moment of weakness 
last weekend where I, where, I, I, I do have to speak to this because I, I've been feeling guilty all week. I did go out to like a barn, like where there was a lot of people without masks. Oh, and okay. I didn't think so. Like I just had this moment of fuck everything. I want to feel serotonin. Like I had a very mm. bad day that day too. I was like, serotonin would be your drag name, <laughs> right? <laughs> Apparently like a, a bunch already have it, oh, but like it, it definitely would damn be, it. it definitely would be. They're such um, clever people. But I had this moment of weakness where I was like, I just want to go out and he, like, it was emo night at the marquee. So it was oh, yeah. a DJ playing emo music. Mm. And I was just like, I just want to go out and let loose. And who cares if I, I and, and my thought process has always been, if I get it, I get it. I don't have a lot of contacts in my life that are high risk. Mm-hmm. I have a job that helps me work from home. Like I'm in a good situation. If I were to get it, I wouldn't affect others. I, I would just stay home and, you know, deal with it or whatever. But I, I did have a moment of weakness <laughs> where I went to the bar and I went in going, I'm just going to leave my mask on. And, and then you took your mask off when I was there, Claire, the culture shock that I experienced that yeah, night. Yeah. Because it was a fuck ton of people. Mm. The most amount of people I've seen. And I mean, I guess not including the John Mulaney show, which was a whole state. That's more organized, more organized. Yeah. Uh, and in the States, it was also very weird because there was no masks, yeah. but, but at emo night, it was like here we're in Halifax. Mm-hmm. You're at this bar. You reckon, you know, you're with your friends. No one's masked. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was dreaming. Yeah. It was fucking bizarre. I eventually didn't wear a mask and I danced and I, I just was like, I accept it. I accept it. And I gotta be honest, did not feel good about it. You didn't? I, I want to say like, I'm I had so fun. glad you had that experience. That's fantastic. I had fun. And I, I think I, my soul needed it, but I did. I went away going, I not feel I, that was a stupid choice. Clifton Cremo actually, um, said something to me on the drive up to Maine about COVID, which is like, if you get it, you were dumb. Something you did was dumb. And that was your choice. You know, like, 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 like if I had got COVID from emo night, yeah, I was dumb. I got COVID from lunch with Sean Hogan. Like, <laughs> and I know that's dumb. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, you idiot. Never have lunch with Sean Hogan. We've all, we've all heard that our whole lives. It was an extreme take, but he's not totally wrong because it is still everywhere. It's not like. They confirmed that COVID was gone. Is he? But he's like, if he's saying that, then he's obviously admitting that he's dumb. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I I I don't want to like make anyone feel bad for the choices they're making. Exactly. Right. At this point. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I think there's a limit to that. Like, yeah, I mean, there is um, like if if there's events happening in your community, like okay go for it but like at the same time i don't know we is it is it worth it uh, yeah. no it's not that i am holding back from talking about it, a different thing but uh <laughs> oh no it's not interesting oh end of the it's episode not, let's it's hear not it. juicy at all no um <laughs> i just i think uh if people think that it's over and yeah that our lives aren't going to continue to be negatively impacted by this. They are sadly mistaken. Very mistaken. But like, if we're not seeing the numbers, if there's a weird DJ night in your neighborhood that you want to go to with your friends and wear (laughs) eyeliner, that's, 
great. <laughs> I think you should do that. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> the weirdos I saw I that night. I hated emo at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It. It. I. I. It was the most bizarre. But I because, bet it would have been so fun. Because in my mind, like I, I would spend nights on end rewatching concert videos and rewatching like crowds singing songs together mm-hmm. and longing mm-hmm. for that experience again. Of course. And then I realized when I got it how weird it was because it was so far from what we've adapted to. Mm-hmm. And we've become so accustomed to masks and so accustomed to distance and so accustomed to to like staying home and mm-hmm. and uh it was just jarring. That's the only word that I can use to describe it. You enjoyed yourself but you just felt guilty. Is that the okay. pretty much well I hope that, that I won't be doing it again. No anytime soon. Uh, okay. I mean I understand that as well. It's like you take certain risks. You gotta like you gotta evaluate the risks and yeah. and and that that's I think that's what it is right there. I think people have to fucking evaluate don't be selfish, They're, I guess. Right? Don't be like, selfish. Yeah, like, Think of others in, in your life that you're connected to that you could impact. Yeah. B- by making that decision. Right. I don't know. Did you hear that Brad has COVID? Yes. And his partner, who I know he discussed on the show, I mean, she's got a lot of health shit. Like, scary. I don't know. Maybe we should cut this, but. <laughs> scary. Scary. Yeah. 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 And he said that he probably got it that night that we had hung out, which, yeah, I don't. I've been feeling fine. I mean, other than just exhausted, that's just my life. He also could have gotten it on PEI because PEI is a cesspool right now, unfortunately. Also probably cut that. I don't mean to say it that way. <laughs> PEI is, there's just a lot of cases right now. Yeah. And there's the, a lot the of community is so too. small and things spread quickly, which is what they were worried about the entire time, which is why it's especially yeah. unfortunate because they took such great measures to prevent this. And now it's the reality. It's pretty delusional to think that it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it ain't. And it's just like, oh, this is what we're living with right now is sort of this uncertainty. And the it's just, you just kind of have to plan for that. You got to plan for it. This is what, um, this is what life is right now. Okay. Other. Oh, do you have another one? Opinions. Oh, other unpopular one. opinions. Um, I don't like cars. Me neither. I don't care for them at all. I wish we didn't need them. I do like driving, but I would prefer if like cities didn't have cars. Like I'd way rather be on a bike yeah. or something. But I like, I mean, like I like driving like on a highway or something, but like I don't like cars. I think they suck. Me too. <laughs> like imagine if we just had like a train all over. Oh, that'd be so great. We or just, like subways. Uh, oh, would be so. I love a subway. Love a subway. I love a subway, but like a train, like I like the train from Toronto to Ottawa to Montreal is so nice. Yeah, yeah. You'd be stupid. Like if you can, like it is kind of expensive, but if if you can afford it, you'd be stupid not to. Like yeah, it's definitely the best way to travel. I I I'm terrified of cars actually. Oh, being oh, yeah. in them, being in them, being hit by them. Oh, car accidents. Yeah, don't like. We'll get in that one. Yeah, what a no. Here's an un, what an unpopular opinion. Sarah doesn't like car accidents. Ah. <laughs> Can you imagine saying, "I in fact love them." <laughs> okay, um, this one. I think that Halifax comedy shows could stand to shell out some money to actual graphic designers. <laughs> Hold that bell up and ding it. Don't even just ding it. 
hold it up and ding it. This doesn't work as well when I do it like that. But. And and also proofreaders. <laughs> Just get Dan Hendrickson to proofread every poster. Please. It's Hendrickson, everybody. Yeah. I've made the mistake. Hendrickson. You made it in a way that no one has ever made it before. Hendrickson. <laughs> With an O N. <laughs> Sounds like a transformer or something. <laughs> I um, I think that that's such a great point to make. We love you all. Everyone playing a show, we love you. But yeah, you're gonna. It, it's only gonna help you to it's do like, good posters and also timely posters. Uh, May I add? This is not Claire's opinion. This is mine. Yeah, I don't but, know about the timely. Thing. Oh, I'm, just uh, maybe just put it up like not before the day before. Just uh, a little sooner. You well, know, I mean, that's just kind of my thing. I think that there is like, if it's, it's, it's that, that I would, uh, say depends on if it's a weekly or, um, a one-off. Yes. Yeah. If it's a one-off, absolutely. You're going to want more. But even with weekly, you need to pound it into people's heads that it's weekly. Mm-hmm. And I think to do that needs, you know, some strategy in mm-hmm. terms of promotion whether that's just more branded strategy of yeah every monday this show happens um but <laughs> really yeah. calling on mondays <laughs> well i made like a poster pretty for, clear who that's about I, I made a poster for gus's that was just like every monday at gus's pub like 8 p.m like, right like just the basic info like yeah. no dates no yeah, names no one cares if fucking- no one cares I didn't want to say if no, I mean, like, I'm sure he's beloved, but I'm sure Travis Lindsay isn't necessarily swaying somebody if they're, if they want to go out to a bar, right? Like, sorry, Travis. Yeah. yeah, Travis, you know, you're the best in town, but I mean, like, like, yeah, people are, if they're just like, I want to do something tonight, it's not going to, it's not going to make a difference who's on the show. Yeah. No, no, that's true. I picked Travis cause I thought he was the best and it would be meaner to pick someone who wasn't the best. <laughs> um what was my other oh yeah my other comedy show like thing is like uh can we all just agree 8 p.m start no earlier (laughs) we're looking at you the carlton um yeah (laughs) i don't like like a 7 p.m i I don't know i I also disagree with that oh interesting okay i mean um why why do you think that it's just a personal opinion. I'm just never fucking ready on. I'm hardly uh, even ready for eight. Well, I think that's something that could be adopted in the scene is sort of like communicating with each other about our sure. like if you aren't going to be able to get there at the start. Yes, that's fine. And that's I'm there's I'm, spots at the end of the show. Yeah, and that can be accommodated. Yeah, but yeah. like everyone, it's just I think it's just a because there's only one show happening per night. Yeah. And it's a good thing. It's something that people should strive for is to be there on time and be there for the show. But if you have other circumstances that are preventing that, that's just fine. And we bucker. can work together on that. Yeah. I think just be open, communicate with the bucker. Yeah. Tell them what's up. Yeah. Uh, tell them if you're running late, tell them, you know, yeah. I think for the most part, people would probably be like, Oh, that's helpful. Now that's one less decision for me to make. Exactly. In the lineup. I'm very horny for late night shows because I I mm. I'm such a late night person. I, I would, would love. A, I think it's important to have a variety. It. That's why I didn't get on board with the uh, no seven p.m. shows because there's going to be audience people. There's going to be audience so people true. that uh, <laughs> uh, are more early birds. And That's they, right. They're, and they're coming straight from work. And they see a seven p.m. start time and they're like, "Oh, I'll be home uh, by 10. That's so true. And I can be in bed. And this is why she's way more well rounded than I am. I'm so well rounded. I just want to tell cum jokes I'm to round. people at eleven p.m. I'm round and it's well. 
Um, and then my last one is I hate TikTok. Oh, I just, oh. I, I mean, I'm the first to say I never probably, I probably never really gave it a fair shot. But oh, are you a browser? Point, Do you browse on it? I don't browse. I just hear Dan <laughs> listening to it all goddamn day long. And it keeps taking songs that I like and then playing the shit out of them. Only parts. It's just, it's like, or they play a part and then they add something in that ruins it. Well, they've got that Patsy Cline song right now. Lonely or whatever. Or is that what the song is? Like, yeah. Lonely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, that other one, uh, that's like, do you know which one I'm talking about? No, I don't know that one. It's on every TikTok song. Okay. Um, I'll, let me try it again. Uh, <laughs> it's a king con song that was like if an if a comedy show asked me what my walk-up song was that would be my choice of a song uh, it's it's in like a lot of tiktok songs oh and you'll, okay and you'll hear not. it and um i could play it um it's called love you so and it's just like uh, so i mean it's just, it's so irritating to hear. It's like no other social media has been irritating to be around if you're not partaking in it. Like yeah. worst case, it's just somebody's not paying attention to you. But TikTok, it's like, it's just abrasive. It's very abrasive. Yeah. It's it's a mixed bag of things. Um, I love it though. I gotta say. I'm not. I'm not a TikTok hater, but I. I, I well, I that's why I, it's an unpopular opinion. I think I hate the app for. Oh yes. It's a good walk-up song, right? That is a great one. I could see you walking up to that. Yeah. Um, I hate it for a different reason than you. I hate. Oh. It, I hate it for just like the stupid features in it that make it hard to make TikToks. Just like. Like making transition videos is really, really hard to do. Like sometimes you, the use user ability, user ability, user use, friendliness. Yeah, that's the that's the right way to say that. <laughs> um, I that's what I hate about it. But okay. I love I love scrolling it. But I think it's just like any social media app. Um, you got to find your commu- your headphones. Your <laughs> okay i gotta say i didn't tell <laughs> i didn't tell dan this but when he tweeted that that instagram is too loud i literally had it written in my joke book did i tweet that that instagram is too loud no dan tweeted oh it. okay uh that like every time you open up instagram it's like you're at a fucking club because yeah. like it's just like very loud because the video um side of instagram is just they're feeding you videos more mm-hmm. and like they just play right away when you open your phone. So it's very jarring. Mm-hmm. I can imagine TikTok is probably the same effect on people who hate, hate that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, yeah, I hate certain features of TikTok, but once you find your community on there, like I'm on Swift talk, I'm on ADHD TikTok, I'm on astrology TikTok. Like you'll get the content that you like more. Yeah. The algorithm but works. The algorithm does work, but, but it's just like any social media app. It's, it's not fucking, but it's great. like, the, I also don't like TikTok because it's like, it just shows you everything. Like you're in it. As soon as it shows you, you're in it. Mm-hmm. I no. feel that feels very, um, invasive, <laughs> but I, well, that's not even, I've never even really used it, but it, what it bothers me about it is just, um, how obnoxious it is to mm. be around. I hate mm-hmm. it. I hate it. It's um. It also pains me when sounds are used, and the young people have no idea where that sound came from, or like that song, like like Whitney Cummings went viral on TikTok. A sound of her saying, "Um, what's your favorite curse word?" Oh, 
and it's like, I cuss a little too. Oh, what's your favorite curse word? Fuck. And then they all laugh like hysterically. And it's like a, a trending sound. And it's just like, and no one knows it was Whitney. And it pisses me off. It's also something I hate about it though is uh the yeah, the the repetition of the joke or like yeah. the like everyone's got their own everyone takes their own take. Yeah. Um, and it's I I mean it's not original at all. It's it's just like it can be good, but it seems like a lot of wasted time also. And yeah. uh, I just, yeah, I know that there's a lot of good stuff on it, but it's just, there's so much garbage. There's a lot of garbage to seep through before you find any and goodness. I just, oh yeah. What an unfortunate, I don't know. I just, I, agree. I, I, I don't have the gumption at this point in, in the episode to <sighs> really tear it. into it, but I uh, love the word gumption. It's one of my, <laughs> it's one of my favorite words. <laughs> Fucking love that word, gumption. Well, um, gumption's running low. Gumption's running low. Claire, what a lovely time this was. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God, my pleasure. I'm glad to finally get to do a solo one. That was so fun. Great conversations. Um, please tell people where they can follow you, find your album. Oh, yeah. Got to well, stream that? I've got, uh, I've got the... Uh, ClaireBelford.com. I got that locked oh, down. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Website. It's not um, porn anymore. <laughs> uh, there's only, uh, there's no, there's only, I was going to say there's no I in Claire, but I was going to, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Claire. Um, yes. I had one beer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the low tolerance club. <laughs> it's fun and cheap. Here. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had a beer above 5%. So watch out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Claire Belford. Uh, still no I and Claire in that one. And I'm on Instagram at Clarble. Clarble. C-L-A-R-B-L-E. Because mm-hmm. I thought it would be funny one day if my name was Clarble Ford and not Claire Belford. Oh, love. Clarble Ford. Love. Yeah. I love your username. It's great. That's well, that's the story. There you go. And there listen and stream to um <laughs> listen and stream to. Listen and stream uh the entire cabbage. Oh, and the entire cabbage, yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes. The entire cabbage. If you were to buy that on, say, Apple Music or something, I think that's the that one would... you should do, but I also haven't seen any of that money. Oh so please go know, to Apple Music. Well, I don't that's... know how to find it either. Oh. Um but what you really should do, honestly, if you're a comedy fan and you want to support comedians, is get a series six uh subscription. Oh, that's a great idea. Because that's truly what pays most comedians uh, to and keeps most professionals surviving. Shit. Okay, that's a great tip. That's a great tip. Fucking do that. Yeah. Please do that. Comedy There's fans tons of there. comedy on Sirius. Oh, I've God been damn. told. And and yeah, and so like when you get played on there, you get money for. That's it. what I get paid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know if my album is selling. I I I have no need to know well, because it, the money comes from. Uh, Sirius XM. It, I've been staring at the camera for like ten straight minutes. Better fucking be. And you know what? If it's not, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go listen to it right now. Yeah, fuck you. It's really fucking funny. Um, Thanks for listening to this entire episode. Now, fuck you. Now, fuck off. <laughs> just, just so mad. <laughs> fuck you, you're stupid. <laughs> oh, my shit. Oh, okay. my God. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Sarah, for continuing to run this wonderful uh, podcast. I really, truly love it. It would be nothing without amazing guests like you. So you get to do the honors and ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by The Messiness of Life.
Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject.